Glory be to the name of the Lord. I have a word for you this morning entitled, Entering the Kingdom of God. Entering the Kingdom of God. To enter the Kingdom of God. Jesus said the Kingdom of God is here on earth among us today. Beloved, we are to claim the kingdom of God. We are to proclaim the kingdom of God because Jesus said the kingdom of God is here in our mission. The word of the Lord in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 to 13 it says pray that in this way our Father who is in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom is in our measure and therefore we are to desire or to enter in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a lifestyle and it's something we experience. You can be going to church for years, be a pastor or a church leader and not operating in the kingdom of God. This is possible because there are many that confess Jesus Christ, but are not saved. Many confess Jesus Christ today, but they are not saved. What do I mean by not saved? They have not invited Jesus into their heart as their Lord and personal Savior. Jesus said, in the last days, many will say, let us look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 24. Go to your scriptures and read for this reading. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, when I judge them, hallelujah, there's a time of judgment. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Many are moving in the giftings and the callings of God today. But are you saved? Are you walking in righteousness? That's what Jesus was saying. And dreaming are our demons in your name. And there are many miracles in your name. And then I will declare to them publicly. I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly disregarding my commandments. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man, a far-sighted, practical, and sensible man who built his house on the rock. This is the amplified version of script, scripture. So Jesus will say, many will, will do miracles, do great, wonderful things, but they do not work in my statutes. They are not saved. They're only operating in their gifts. Hallelujah. Let's look at them. Luke chapter 13, verse 19 to 21, talking about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, the kingdom of God, it is like a mustard seed. A mustard seed is the tiniest seed that we could possibly find on earth today. He said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his own garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds 
of the sky fall short and nested its branches because this little mustard seed when it was planted it becomes a great mighty seed that even birds fall short in its branches and nest their, their, their little ones. 20 says, and again he said, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It, uh, uh, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three peck measures of flour until it was all leaven. So Jesus at this section was comparing the kingdom of God to flour. You, uh, you are eat bread and the leaven is the yeast that we put in flour to make it swallow and become the size of bread that you eat today, that you buy in the store today. It is that yeast that we mix the flour with before we bake it to become bread. So Jesus was saying, the kingdom of God, when you find it, it is a blessing. When you operate in the kingdom of God, it is a blessing. And that is the, the word of God for us. The kingdom of God means the king's domain. Some of us that have lived in kingdoms, if you have lived anywhere in Africa, I'm pretty much familiar with Ghana, there are kings that operate the rules over kingdoms. We have the British king and queen. We have the British king and queen. We have other, other countries that also operate under the kingship structure of governance. So the kingdom of God is the king's domain, the king's way of doing things. So when you operate in the kingdom of God, you operate under the will of God concerning his kingdom that is operating in our midst today. The kingdom of God is a lifestyle. We are required to live our experience by faith. Luke chapter 22, verse 29. It says, And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you also the same privilege. Hallelujah. I grant you also the same privilege. Those that are of the kingdom of God, they live in this world, but they are not of the world. We live in this world, but are not of the world. So the kingdom of God is a lifestyle that we experience or live within by faith. What do I mean by faith? Trusting and believing in God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is on earth now in our midst. It is the heavens operating in our midst now on earth. It is not experienced when we die. That is life eternal. When you die, you experience life eternal, eternal life. But the kingdom of God is to be experienced here in our midst. The kingdom of God is compared to a country that establishes an embassy. So countries that come into 
relationship with each other, oftentimes allow the other country to establish an embassy in that country. You have the embassy of United States in other countries. Hallelujah. You have other countries that have their embassy also in the United States. So an embassy we could describe as a small country within another country. And that country reflects and bears the same exact nature of their home country. So the American country, in, uh, the American embassy in any parts of this world or any country that has an embassy in the United States do not operate under the laws of the United States. Hallelujah. They operate within the confines of your home country. So the embassy of United States in any parts of the world or in Africa do not operate under the laws of that country. Hallelujah. Any country or kingdom has its own culture, its own lifestyle, its tax system, its healthcare system, its privileges. That is why Jesus said, I also bestow upon you this kingdom that my father gave me, which is a privilege. Every country operates under its own rights, its own opportunities for its people, its own laws, its own military police, social institutions, economy, and spirituality. This is why when someone runs into the embassy of another country within the country, someone who is an American citizen could run into an African embassy in the United States and the police will not go in there and arrest them. Hallelujah. So this is why many that have been pursued by political persecution could run into an embassy that do not uh, belong to that country and they are shaped and the police cannot go over there and arrest them. Hallelujah. This is why refugees could run into other embassies and be secure. What does it mean by inheriting the kingdom of God? What does it mean by inheriting the kingdom of God. If you want to uh, uh, operate within the confines of the kingdom of God on this earth, there is a way to enter. Let's look at uh, John chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. John chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. The kingdom of God means uh, to operate under the kingdom of God, you have to enter in by what? Being born again. Hallelujah. Now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a member of the Sanhedrin. I want to remind you, I'm using the amplified version of scriptures. So that's why you see the parenthesis at the end, which throws more explanation to the scripture. It says, among the Jews, God, who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi means teacher, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher.
For no one can do these signs, these wonders, these attested miracles that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, I assured you and most solemnly said to you, unless a person is born again, meaning reborn from above spiritually, transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be, and be born, can he? Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly share you, unless one is born of what? Water and the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So to experience that and enter the kingdom of God, Jesus said, you have to be born again. You have to be born again. You have to be saved. You have to accept Christ in our time today as your Lord and personal Savior to be born again. Hallelujah. Many today are filled with fear for this crisis going on. Do you have Jesus living in your heart? My question is, have, are you saved? How do we enter the kingdom of God? How do we enter the kingdom of God? Jesus sent his disciples in their first exercise of their spiritual assignment to proclaim the kingdom of God. Jesus sent the disciples to go among the community and proclaim the kingdom of God. If you say that the kingdom of God is coming later, if you are referring to the kingdom of God as the end of the world, when judgment comes to this world, that is life eternity. And for that matter, you cannot experience the kingdom of God now. If you say it's coming later, that means you prevent yourself from experiencing it now. Life here on earth and eternal life when we die. But religion is the number one enemy to experiencing the kingdom of God. It is possible to be a Christian and be religious and not work in faith. It is possible to be a Christian and be religious and not work in faith. Religion prevents many from entering the kingdom of God. Religion prevents many today from entering the kingdom of God. Beloved, religion is man's effort to reach God. Religion is man's effort to reach God. And that is why many people have been wronged by churches today and they have decided not to go to a church. Because oftentimes when we operate in the spirit of religion, people get hurt. Hallelujah. And people find the church very distasteful. But 
The kingdom of God describes God's love to reach out to us. The kingdom of God describes God's love to reach out to us, to establish a one-on-one -on -one relationship between man and God through what means the blood of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes our sin and reconciles us with God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 to 21. Verse 18 to 21, sorry. It says, but all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, making us acceptable to him, and gave, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So that by our example, we might bring others to him. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God brings us to himself through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that is why you have to be saved. You have to be born again, accepting Christ in your heart to be reconciled to God. Why? Because Christ died on the cross and his blood washed our sin away and that gives us the opportunity grace to come to God. The world twins are not counting people's sins against them but canceling them and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. That is restoration to favor with God. So we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making his appeal through us, we as Christ's representatives plead with you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. He made Christ, listen to this, he made Christ who knew no sin to judicially be seen on our behalf so that in him we will what? Become the righteousness of God. That is, we will be made acceptable to him and placed in a right relationship with him by his gracious loving kindness. Hallelujah. By his gracious loving kindness. How do you partake or experience or enter into the kingdom of God? The leaders of the church during the time of Jesus prevented people from experiencing the kingdom of God. Why? Because they were very religious in their, in their exercising of their spiritual assignment as many today. Let's look at the word of Christ in Matthew chapter 23 verse 13. He rebuked them when he was in their midst. He rebuked them. He said, but woe, judgment is coming to you. Save righteous Christ and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven in front of people. For you do not enter yourself, nor do you allow those who are in the process of entering to do so. Religion is the number one enemy to entering the kingdom of God. Beloved, how then can we enter? 
I want to share with you these few steps as to how to enter the kingdom of God. Beloved, every morning, we are to claim the kingdom of God. Every day, you are to claim it. You are to confess it. You are to see yourself operating in the kingdom of God. Most of us think to enter into the kingdom of God means to go to heaven. Most of us think that to enter the kingdom of God means to go to heaven. To enter into the kingdom of God is to experience the lifestyle of the kingdom or inherit citizenship of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Inherit citizenship of God's kingdom. Remember, I met in the beginning, I laid down the foundation as to the embassy of another country that is built in another country which they are friends of. So, Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 talks about the kingdom of God that when we pray, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. 2, number point 2. Believers enter in the kingdom of God by obedience. We enter the kingdom of God by our obedience to the word of God, to God's word. We are supposed to be, we are supposed to submit to the kingdom of God like little kids. We are expected to submit to the kingdom of God like little kids. Why? Little kids listen. They do not argue unless they stop on us. But generally, we see little kids as children that obey their parents. But adults negotiate. So we don't enter into the kingdom of God as adults. We are submissive. Our heart is submitted to the word of God. And that gives us access to operate the lifestyle or experience or inherit citizenship to the kingdom of God. As citizens of any country... We have to obey the laws of that country. That is the same as the kingdom of God. We have to obey the laws of any country that we want to be citizens of. Or if you are a citizen of the United States of America, you are required to obey the laws of this country. And by so doing, you could enjoy the privileges and the rights. If you disobey the laws of this country, what will happen to you? You will face the rigors of the laws, and the outcome might be you thrown in jail, or you are thrown in prison, or you pay a fine or a penalty. Hallelujah. But in the spiritual sense, it is being held in bondage and in captivity. If you don't obey the word of God, you find yourself where? In bondage and in captivity. The eye of your faith being blinded. No spiritual eyesight. Lack of understanding about the things of God. Those who do not live by the word of God. Those who do not obey the word of God. They find their spiritual eyesight blinded. 
they have no understanding about what the things of God. They find themselves in a spiritual bondage or captivity. They cut themselves from the privileges and the rights of enjoying the benefits in the kingdom of God. Let's look at number three. The citizenship for every country requires being born as a citizen of that country. Hallelujah. Since we are entering the kingdom of God, it means we are what? Inheriting citizenship of another country. And for that matter, we also are to be born again. We are to be born again spiritually to inherit the kingdom of God as I must in the beginning when took us to uh, John chapter 3 verse 1 to 6. Jesus said, unless you are born again, you cannot experience the kingdom of God. Why? We are switching citizenship to become an American citizen the number one standard is that you are born an American. Your parents are Americans. Hallelujah. In, in the case of uh, being born again, we are what? To accept Jesus Christ as what? Our Lord and personal Savior. And that starts the spiritual transformation. Accept Him in your heart. And that starts the spiritual transformation to be transformed, to be saved, and then now you start the process of, of renewal, of transforming your mind with the word of God. Because what the Holy Spirit is the agent that applies salvation to our lives. When we accept Christ, the Spirit of God applies salvation to our life. Second Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, for the sake of time. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, hallelujah. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted and joined to him by faith, in him as Savior, he is what? A new creature. You have inherited a new citizenship. You have switched citizenship to become a citizen of the kingdom of God. He is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings forth a new life. Spiritual awakening brings a new, a new life. The fourth point, the kingdom of God is supernatural. Therefore, it has to be inherited through the spirit and water. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. It has to be inherited through spirit and water. And what does the water mean here? We all see even from the time of John the Baptist, he baptized people. Jesus went to him to be baptized. We have to be immersed in water and brother, which means we die with Christ and we arise spiritually with Christ. The Holy Spirit applies salvation to our lives. 
And this is a spiritual process. No one can see, no one can see the spiritual process and transformation that you go through to get your mind renewed with the word of God. But even though without sheep, even though it's a spiritual process, the impact is the change. Hallelujah. You come out changed. And, and through the process, you come out changed. It says you have become new. You begin to take some things out and you begin to replace it, to refill it with what the word of God is telling you to do. You go through a spiritual process of transformation. But just as the, the wind blows, our spiritual transformation when we accept Christ is compared to the wind that is blowing. You don't see the wind, but you feel the impact of the wind. You see the trees moving. You see objects moving all around you. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. Let us go to Romans 10, verse 9 to 10. It says, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart. And you can see this process. You can see physically your belief. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification. That is, be made righteous, be friend of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, with this mouth, we, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly. We confess our faith openly with our mouth. We confess the belief in our heart openly through our mouth. His faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. So your faith is confirmed by your confession. Six. To inherit the kingdom of God, we are to stay away from sin. Anytime you change citizenship, all hardship starts. Anytime you move from one country to start all afresh in a different country, you have to start all over. You have to leave all your achievements. You have to leave all your qualifications. Everything you have acquired in your own country, you have to leave it behind, your houses, everything, your cars, and become part of this new country. You're gonna experience some hardships, some problems, some difficulties, some challenges. You're gonna experience that. Beloved, there will be a struggle between your spirit and your flesh when you inherit the kingdom of God. When you get saved, you, your spirit will battle with your flesh. Your flesh wanna do the things, the old things, but your spirit is saved, hey, you are a new person. You belong to a new kingdom. You are now for Christ. Therefore, live the kingdom lifestyle. The new birth experience is maintained by a righteous 
lifestyle, which means working in spirit, which comes by obeying the word of God. Our lifestyle should look like someone who is a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Of the kingdom of God. You ought to say to yourself, repeat after me, the things I used to do, I do them no more. When temptation comes, you ought to speak this to yourself. The things I used to do, I'm a new creature in Christ. I belong to the kingdom of God. And therefore, I do those things no more. When immigrants, when people of different countries become citizens of America, there is a whole ceremony that is put together. And everyone swears an oath uh, under the preambles that have been set to go through to inherit new citizenship as citizens of America. You have to do it openly that everybody will witness that you are now a United States citizen. So it is when we accept Christ, when we enter the kingdom of God and taking the first step to accept Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, we have to say it out loud. And that is why we call out the salvation prayer. We say repeat after me because heavenlies had to recognize in the realms of the spirit, your father, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and the Son Jesus, and the angels in the heavens have to witness that you are not a member, a citizen of the kingdom of God. They have to witness it. So you do it openly, and so the witness your salvation. The word of the Lord says, when one soul comes to Christ, angels in the heavens, what do they do? They rejoice. They are a witness. Now they are dispatched to help you. The Spirit of God becomes part of your life to help you in time of your witnesses. Hallelujah. Let's look at what Jesus said to bring this uh, service to uh, Samuel 20. Let's look at Mark chapter 8 verse 38. Mark 8 38. It says, For whoever is ashamed here and not of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Hallelujah. Thank God you are saved today or you have developed the spirit to be saved. With this situation going on, I want to ask you a question. If you are to die five minutes from now, I know you are worried, you are fear, anxiety have filled your heart, but we all know that question of death is imminent for everybody. We see many people dying around us, but the question is, if you are to die today, where would your soul be? If you cannot answer sincerely the answer, if you are not sure where your soul will be, the word of the Lord says, it is appointed for man to die, and there is judgment after death. Where would your soul be if you die five minutes from now? Could you say heaven or hell? If you cannot answer that question, you need Christ in your heart. 
Beloved, there is judgment after death. Your maker, you are going to be answered to. And the question that you'll be asked that day is what did you do with Jesus? Many today are at home because of our, our lifestyle in the past. We neglected our faith. But if you want to reconnect, rededicate your life back to Christ, it is the time of grace that you repeat this salvation prayer one after the other after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I thank you for dying on the cross to share your blood for the forgiveness of my sin. I believe that you are the son of God. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. And I will serve you, Lord Jesus, for the rest of my life. I declare you saved, whoever that is watching this broadcast. Angels are rejoicing for your soul today because you have access to come into the kingdom of God. You have inherited life here on earth and eternal life after death. There's a few things I will encourage you to do. Look for a Bible. You can access a Bible on your faith, your folk. Go to all the way to the New Testament, starting from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It will let you know about this Christ you have accepted in your heart today. It will give you the guidelines how to keep and be saved, how to keep your salvation. You have to be saved and your transformation come by obeying the word of God. We want to hear from you if you accepted Christ in your heart today. We want to hear from you. Send us a message on our web website. Our information is on the screen. Look at the information on the screen and you can email us your, 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 your decision to, be as, as, to accept Christ today. Send us an email that you are saved today. If you need prayer, send us your prayer request on the information on the screen. And we shall pray for you and intercede for you. Hallelujah. Be blessed. I want to lift all our viewers that are watching us this hour. Many are home today. We see that some are fearful. Some are filled with anxiety. The spirit of despair the spirit of uncertainty. We don't know what holds tomorrow, but the word of the Lord let us understand that we should not be concerned and worry about tomorrow. But what tomorrow belongs to God. We are giving today. And we live from grace to grace. Every day we need a special amount of grace to deal with the problems of tomorrow. Hallelujah. Today's grace, we might need a different level of grace to deal with tomorrow's problems. Hallelujah. We are to look up to Christ. Look up to your Savior, Christ, today. Don't look at your problems, your situation, coronavirus, lack, problems at home. 
lift you up into the hands of the Lord. If you are watching me, I want us to attach and agree in faith by touching your screen, by holding your phone in your hand, whatever means we could touch and agree so that you could receive this prayer. Lift your heart, spirit, soul, and mind into the hands of the Lord. I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost touch you. The Spirit of the Lord release strength in your time of weakness. The Spirit of the Lord release peace, calmness, and tranquility. Every stronghold of fear, every stronghold of anxiety, every stronghold of panic, the power of the Holy Ghost consume and destroy that. The mind that cannot focus on God, pray that the Spirit of the Lord be released over your mind. Hallelujah. To give you focus that you receive the grace to focus on God. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord in Psalm 46 verse 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. You can only be still and know that God is God when your mind is on him. When your mind is set on him. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, after you have done all this, stand. You can only stand when you are standing on the word of God. Or you are standing looking up to God to bring the restoration, to bring the release, to bring the peace, to bring the freedom, to heal, to deliver, and to bless. Hallelujah. I release the power of the Holy Ghost over your life this morning. That the peace of the Lord that surpasses all understanding. Oh, locate you in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Receive peace. You say, I receive it. Receive calmness. You respond by saying, I receive it. Receive tranquility. You respond by saying, I receive it, preacher. And it is so. It is established. I prophesy. I decree and I declare that the power of the Holy Ghost brings stillness. Hallelujah. Bring calmness and tranquility in every relationship, in every crisis, in every troubling heart. The power of God move and calm the storms that have taken over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank God, thank God. We bless his name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen.